Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church in Chicago. My name is Pastor Joel Hess, and uh, what a joy it is to preach the good news to you. May God bless your ears and heart that you have the hope and peace that we have in Jesus Christ, and that the Lord changes your view of the world, that you see things as He does with the love of His Son, Jesus. If you want to support His mission here in, at St. James through Chicago, go to stjames-lutheran.org and donate. Thank you for listening. into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness 40 days, being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and the angels were ministering to him. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. I like to go out into the wild land, is what that really means, wilderness, not just a cute little park. Wilderness, the Greek word, it's a barren uh, area. It's not a place where people are. It's a dangerous place. like to backpack and camp. And uh, I know uh, uh, that many of you do as well. Just talk about the Sam and the, and the Boy Scouts. They seem to like to, I think Sam loves to do that sort of thing. And, uh, but, uh, you know, sometimes uh, it gets real dangerous. So, you know, I like the equipment. I like to buy the, the gear, as my wife knows, and just look at all the cool, what's the latest gear to help you survive in that fun, Sam, right? A couple years ago, friends of mine, we all went on something. We kind of took a little challenge there and uh, went to uh, an area in Utah in the Canyonlands or whatever in a spot where nobody really goes. There's not really a trail. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, my friend watched YouTube very many, many, many times to make sure he knew exactly where the markings were, where we're going. And for some reason, I trusted him, never having been on that path, that his memorization of the YouTube video would work enough for me. That's amazing trust, by the way. I think I should get some kind of credit for that. So anyhow, but you go and you get all your stuff. That's what this backpack is from, you know, and, and uh, you get your gear and all your survival stuff, all the things you think you're going to need, the right shoes for the Terran and all that sort of thing, food and, and uh, whatever else, I don't know. And kids, if you're out there, go ahead and throw on the Facebook page things that you think you would need to go on a journey like that. So we went out into the wilderness uh, and uh, to the craggy rock and the canyons, uh, walking in the, in the river and uh, barely, again, trying to figure out where we're going exactly. And by the first day, we realized maybe we were in over our heads. Uh, not to say we couldn't have done it, but we did not think it was going to be that insane of a trip. It was nuts. To the point, like the third day, we realized uh, somebody, my friend, said, um, Joel, don't you know, this is a two-death-defying act-a-day adventure here. Because it seemed like every day there were two insane things we had to do that we were not prepared to do, whether it's rock climbing or stuff that we didn't quite have the equipment for. We were kind of under-equipped. And the band started to break down a little bit. A bunch of pastors and theologians learned what prayer really was, quite frankly. <laughs> for all the cool stuff we had in our backpack, our ropes weren't quite long enough for some of the climbing that we were doing, etc. But we learned to trust in God, that's for sure. I don't know if you could call that journey in the wilderness a success as we were tested or a failure, but I guess here I am. And I learned that God provides, like Moses, or like Abraham did. 
I don't know, have you ever been on a wilderness journey like that? Whether it's a camping trip that kind of went awry, or maybe it's a life adventure, or maybe it wasn't something you did for fun, it was something you were put into, health crises, job Who knows what it's like to be in the wilderness and feel like you might be over your head? I think this whole year has been a wilderness journey that the Lord has put the world through and Christians through, hasn't it? How are you doing? Are you surviving the tests? Were you ready for it? Today marks the beginning of Lent, this sort of superficial, we created this 40-day experience to put ourselves to the test by uh, focusing on God's Word and, and realizing what really matters in life and that sort of thing. That's what Lent kind of is, and help us especially to focus on Jesus and how He provides. And we do that because we kind of mirror what Jesus did. Jesus, uh, after He was baptized... Immediately, Mark says, he's baptized in the river, he's, which is kind of out in the wilderness, by the way, where he's baptized. And immediately, Mark says, the Spirit drove him out into the wild areas, no civilization. And there, as we know, he fasted and prayed, was tested by the devil, and was surrounded by angry, wild animals. He went on a wilderness adventure as well. And he does this really, he's not the first one to do this. We see this wilderness adventure throughout the Bible. In fact, Adam and Eve are in not a wild place at the time. It was a tame, beautiful garden of Eden, but it was a garden and there were animals and there was Adam and Eve and they were tested by Satan. And how do they do? They failed, didn't they? Then you see another test. Well, you see Abraham, who didn't know what was going to happen as God told him to go up the mountain with Isaac. And you see the children of Israel were put to a little test. God rescued them, just like Adam and Eve, gave them everything they could possibly want, brought them through the waters of baptism, which was the Red Sea, as he parted it and gave them the promised land. You just got to go through the wilderness How do they do? Did they survive that test? No. First day, it seems, they're worshiping golden calves when they didn't see Moses for a couple seconds. Phil, you see these wilderness moments all the time, and you see failure all the time, constantly. In fact, it's kind of what I love about the Bible is all our heroes of the faith failed the test in the wilderness. Whether it was Abraham who sold his wife out to the Egyptians or it's the children of Israel, 12 sons who sold their son to slavery. I mean, their brother, it's crazy, right? David fails the test. Fails the test. How are you doing on the test on your journey in the wilderness? You know, it's kind of interesting. Jesus is baptized and driven out into the wilderness. I would say that's what happens when you're baptized into Christ, when God claims you as his own. You begin your journey, not in the high valleys or, or the high hills and out in the 
world where everything's safe and fine, but actually he takes you through the wilderness of life, of the challenges that you all know what I'm talking about. God brings us through the wilderness to the Spirit, leads us into the wilderness as well, where we are tested. How are you doing? If you're like me, not well all the time. This Lent, I really want you to see that not only is Jesus with you, but he has literally given you tools, like tools in a backpack, to survive and thrive and even have joy in the wilderness. They're not just made-up ideas from a man. It's not some silly seven steps of spirituality book you can buy. This is real spirituality, which I hate that word, by the way. This is a real thing. God literally gives us tools to survive today. He gives us things like we started last week on Ash Wednesday, confession and absolution. Jesus literally tells the church to forgive sins, and they are forgiven, and encourages people to confess to one another. When something's bothering you, it's on your mind, you get to talk to a pastor or to someone else and get it out specifically. And here specifically, you are forgiven by the blood of Christ. That's a tool. Second, we're given baptism. Baptism is not just a one-time thing. Baptism is something you have, you are. It's powerful today, every day. It's a tool to remember every morning, I am baptized. I am a child of God, no matter what this journey takes me or what happens or if I fail, I'm a child of God. We're going to talk about that later. Communion, as I told the kids here, this is in our backpack. Jesus commands as often as you eat this, as often as you drink this, this is the body and blood of Christ. This is the food in the desert. This is what Psalm 23 says when it says, I'll prepare a table before you in the face of your enemies. Christ sustains us in the wilderness. I really want you to take advantage of these things. We can't do it alone. Jesus gives us Stuff like baptism, Lord's Supper, confession, absolution. These are commands and gifts of Christ, literal and incredibly specific. How insane it is as Christians to walk through the wilderness and not take advantage of these things, and most especially his word. We gather on Sundays to be preached, to hear his word and apply to our lives, not because we thought it was a good idea. Jesus literally commands his church to gather to read the, the works, the words of the apostles and of Jesus, and to be fed by his word, his promises. And then finally, or two more, Christ gives us the family of God. There's no such thing as me and Jesus. It's we and Jesus. There's no me and Jesus. It's we and Jesus. You are in this with a people, Just like I got to go to Utah with friends. If I was alone on that, who knows if I would have despaired or even be here right now. I'm sure I would have because I'll survive. I would have found something to eat. Maybe not. But I had other people to encourage and to complain to, etc. God gives us a family of God. This is a tool that Jesus creates and commands that Christians should take advantage of as they walk in the wilderness. And finally, prayer. There's one thing you learn as you're walking in the wilderness, I hope, as you stumble and as you fail. 
you learn how to pray. <laughs> you learn it whether you like it or not, to be on your knees and truly learn what it means to be desperate, to not have anything, and to absolutely depend on God. That's what the Israelites were supposed to learn. How are you doing on this journey? Are you taking advantage of these things? We're going to talk about these things and these six different ways that God gives us to sustain us in life in this world. If life is a test, which people say, oh, it's a test, what kind of grade are you getting? We don't do so well, do we? Like I said, that's why I love to read the Bible, because I see a bunch of other failures. It looks like me. Do pretty well for a little bit, I suppose, but then you fall down. How quickly we, we fall just like Adam and Eve. What sort of temptations are you struggling with that you thought you conquered and you just fall for it again? When the devil tests you with things that you are passionate about that lead you away from Christ, we all have that something <laughs> that we fall for that take us away from him. If life is a test, we have failed it. We're, we're not strong, brilliant, faithful disciples, are we? If you really look at it. How did Jesus do? So Jesus goes in the wilderness. He's tempted by Satan himself. Does he fail? Nope. He is committed to the Lord, to his dad's will, and to one another. He doesn't go to one side or the other. Satan keeps on tempting and testing. And if you thought the wilderness was crazy, he goes to the cross. And instead of saying no to it, which I think all of us would easily say, I ain't dying for my friend, let alone for enemies. Jesus does it. Jesus completes the wilderness journey, the testing, unlike Adam and Eve, unlike the children of Israel, he does not falter. But he didn't do it just to show us it can be done. Oh, good for Jesus, the Son of God, you know, got an A on the test. Oh, good. Jesus completes the test, succeeds at the test, not to show us the answers, but to give us the answer. Uh, don't try this at home, kids, but Jesus literally takes our test for us. Do you know this? <laughs> he takes our test for us of being a good son of God or daughter of God. He takes our test for us for being a good neighbor. He takes our test for us for being a good person, and he succeeds, and he gives us his A in baptism because he takes our F on the cross. And again, this is not something you should do in school, but that's the ridiculousness of God. It's the exact opposite of what we would think God would be of having wrath and judgment and being stern and strict, but instead absolutely freely gives us an A plus in Jesus Christ. So then, as we journey in this wilderness, it's not simply some random silly test to see whether or not you're going to make it or not. That's not the point of the challenges in your life of this pandemic, etc., which, is, by the way, is all God's doing. It's not a test to weed you out. Life is not a test to weed you out. Life is a test that God gives to take out your weeds. 
and to grow you and to make you stronger. Anything that's happening to you right now is not happening to weed you out. It is happening to strengthen you, to draw you closer to him, and quite frankly, sometimes, like I was in Utah, to get you on your knees and absolutely depend on God and see him come through, let alone to find your joy in nothing else except for his word and his promises, his forgiveness and his eternal life. That's the point of the wilderness journey, is to realize, as the Israelites did, that God provides day after day and that the promised land is coming and it's going to be okay and to find your joy, a deep joy in him alone. May God bless you on your general wilderness journey as we do it together as St. James, but also these 40 days that you discover There is joy in Christ, no matter what you are going through. As you discover, he comes through for you. As you discover, God loves you in Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.